leadership doesn't stop uh, outside of working hours or outside of the office. It continues with you because it's uh, a part of who you are. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Live Literary Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, Sumit Gupta, uh, with us to share some of his insights and experience on the topic of effective leadership. Sumit, thanks for coming on with us. We're excited to have you on and listen to what you have to say. Thank you. Thank you, Blake, for having me. We can start with a little bit of your background. Um, tell our audience a little bit about yourself, your experience, um, and what you've done in your very impressive life. Thank you. Thank you for asking that question. So I, I started out as an engineer. And in fact, even before that, as a very introverted person. And when I found computers and programming, I couldn't be more joyful because now I could do something uh, with my life without talking to people. That was my initial reaction. And that's why I uh, became very good at uh, computers. Uh, but as it often happens, right, when you're good at what you do, you're promoted to become a manager. Uh, and that's what happened with me. And at that point, I, I realized how bad I was at communication or anything we uh, we talk about management or leadership, right? Uh, and I was also very unaware about that, that I was so bad. And so I, I used to think that I was the smartest person and I would uh, like tell everybody what to do or how they are wrong and not uh, even understand why is, is that like making everybody frustrated or disengaged. So it's, uh, and, and what I do today is uh, almost talking to people the most today on these leadership elements. So over time I have grown as a leader and I fell in love with the people and the human side of uh, work as much as I fell in love with computers like 20 years ago. Uh, so that has been my journey. Uh, and through my own self-discovery, I help others who maybe do not have that awareness. And I think it's a, it's a pity that uh, our education system doesn't uh, tra trains us or teaches us these fundamental human elements, which are so important, not for business, but for everybody who is uh, leading in any capacity. Uh, so this is uh, this has been my journey. That's that's awesome. And one thing that you said there that really resonated with me and something that I can relate to as well is being put into a position of leadership where you don't necessarily have the tools. You don't even know that you're necessarily responsible for leading people or leading a team. And I think a lot of people find themselves in that situation where they are asked to do something because they performed well, but performing well in a role or performing well for your manager doesn't necessarily make you the right person. Yes, yeah, so for me, it was, it all started with books. Uh, and uh, I think one of the things which anybody can do is ask for help when they're struggling. Uh, but with many successful people, that is very difficult. And for me, at the same time, that was very difficult, right? It was very difficult to acknowledge that I am failing or that I'm not doing as good as I was doing as a programmer. Uh, so asking for help, even though I could have done, I was not able to do it. But one safe space you can always go to is books, right? Because the books, nobody knows that you're reading this book. Nobody can point a finger unless you tell them about it. Uh, so I learned initially a lot from books without uh, like making it public. Uh, and then that allowed me to open up. That allowed me to access other forms of teaching like, uh, like formal mentoring, formal coaching. Uh, and that helped me grow in, in the long run. Yeah, that's great. I think books are something that now people don't utilize enough uh, when they're 
trying to learn a new skill or kind of familiarize themselves with with a new environment or new position but you're 100 right and the, the human side is so important i think a lot of people kind of have this perception that leadership has to be rigid has to be um strict has to be commanding um but there is a whole human element to it that is a lot more than simply making sure everything is accomplished uh to meet the goal um maybe talk about how important it is um to have that human element to leadership i i think it's all human right i i, I think we are coming from uh, like the last two centuries of an industrial revolution uh, factory age uh, and uh, like like a big economic uh, revolution in the last 60 to 70 years after the second world war that we kind of adopted many things which uh, either came from the military or it came from the factories and we applied the same principles of managing the resources or managing assembly lines to managing people uh, and for a while it worked because there was no alternative uh, but the world that we are living now it's it's uh, a lot of knowledge work right we are not uh, like putting things into boxes uh, which can be optimized like an assembly line it's all thinking it's all creativity innovation and also we are living in a very connected world right there are almost no borders right we can talk to anybody anytime uh, so the borders have diluted right so there is no bubbles of safety anymore uh, earlier you could live in your town and you could never speak with somebody who is more diverse who has a different point of view but now it's it's very different almost every day you're talking to people from different continents and you cannot avoid different uh, uh, behaviors or different views uh, points of views or mindsets uh, and then when you come across them how do you uh, like if you if you are rigid then you will break that's the only thing which will happen you have to be fluid like water uh, to be able to gel with people to understand them uh, and to build a connection with them so i think the times are evolving uh, and because of that i think we have this uh, uh, model of uh, understanding who we are as human beings uh, and then that uh, leads to leadership right leadership by definition is working with people uh, so how can it be excluding anything which is uh, so true for us as human beings that's a great way to put it it really is is working with people and it seems like the world is filled with more and more challenges every day and what advice would you have for someone who <clears throat> maybe is leading a remote team um, with people dispersed not necessarily in the office but around the country or around the world that is just certainly a challenge that has made leading and being a strong and effective leader more difficult. Do you have any advice for someone who's leading a remote team or um, doesn't have the hands-on capabilities of, of seeing them every day in the office? I would like to use a different word, right? Instead of challenge or a problem, I would say new. We are new to this, right? So it's so easy to call something a problem or a challenge. Uh, when simply we can recognize that this is new for us and anything new when we do for the first time it creates a certain level of discomfort right but that doesn't mean that that is difficult that doesn't mean that we are incapable that doesn't mean that that by necessarily becomes a big challenge which should create some kind of stress or like uh, difficult emotions so it's very important to be mindful of the words and the language that we use uh, that remote working is new for us. We are not we are not masters at it yet, and we are figuring it out. Just like any skill, we will also learn and get better, right? So before I talk about anything specific, it's also about the mindset that we approach it with, right? Any skill becomes more difficult to learn if we say that this is a difficult thing for me. 
mean, the same thing uh, for difficult conversations, right? A lot of time people come to me, how do I deal with a difficult person or a difficult conversation? But then there's no difficult conversation. There is only a missing skill because of which a conversation seems difficult to you. Like if I look back at my life, right? As I said, as an introvert, there was almost everything <clears throat> around conversations was difficult for me. Everything around communication was difficult for me. And now it is not. So it is not about the communication. It is about my skill to talk. It is my skill to deal with the particular kind of a person uh, and which can be improved. Uh, so that is the, uh, like the disclaimer that I want to add that uh, nothing is, is a challenge or a problem. Uh, it's just a skill or an ability which we all can learn and grow into. And there's nothing weak in saying that this is new for us or we're still figuring it out. All right, and not try to put on that brave face of like, I have it all figured out. Uh, it's okay to say that uh, I don't know or I need help. Uh, in fact, that is a sign of strength, not a sign of weakness. Absolutely, I totally agree. And word choice is so important and perspective is so important. And you're you're exactly right that nothing has to be a challenge. Everything can be overcome. It's just, it's just a new experience. And, and like all things, I'm sure we, we will all adapt. Um, it's curious that you, well, I've seen statistics out there that half of the world is, is introverted people, um, while you might not necessarily expect that, but kind of maybe talk a little bit more about your experience as someone that started off as introverted and now, um, kind of has grown that, that skill set and evolved and become more comfortable, um, kind of being extroverted at times, uh, any advice that you would have for them? Has have you noticed that your leadership style has has changed um, as kind of your personal qualities and qualifications have changed? Absolutely, yeah. I think it's not just changed, but continues to change uh, as time passes, as you grow. And I think that's true for every leader, uh, unless they box themselves in buckets like introverts or extroverts, right? So. Uh, for me, whether you are an introvert or an extrovert, you have certain strengths which you're good at, which would be very good for any leader. Uh, at the same time, you will have some skills which are missing or which are difficult for you, right? And which you can learn and you can improve. So either you are an introvert or an extrovert, that doesn't mean that you cannot be a strong leader. You can still be a strong leader as long as you're willing to learn and adapt. And you can still be a heavily introverted kind of a leader or a heavily extroverted kind of a leader, as long as you make sure that you complement the weaknesses that you have, either by surrounding yourself with the right people or by building up that skills uh, over a period of time. Absolutely. Yeah. And having a team around you, I think, um, is so important to kind of help you through that learning process. This is a question I've been asking all of our guests that we have on. Um, but what what is the quality or a couple of qualities in the lead, in leader that you admire the most and you think um, are most critical at at its core to to have, especially in in today's world? Yeah, so I think what we touched upon earlier, I would say flexibility rather than a quality or a trait to be flexible and to adapt to a given situation, right? To be empathetic when required, to be bold when required, uh, to be soft, to be hard, uh, to be um, to slow down, to speed up, uh, but depending on the circumstances, depending on the responsibility, can you be flexible uh, from uh, uh, from your personality, from your uh, leadership style point of view, 
rather than being saying, starting from saying that this is my quality or I am this way or I follow this kind of leadership. Uh, I think that is the that is the need of the hour. Uh, and once again, like every everybody can do that. Everybody is flexible, can be flexible. Uh, so that is certainly one thing. Uh, and uh, the second thing, I think I, I used the metaphor of uh, water. I think that's a very good metaphor for a leader today that uh, in a way they have to be invisible in a way, right? So you have to allow people to shine and you become so flexible that you're almost dancing without being visible. Uh, and uh, leadership is a, is a team sport, right? So many times when we talk, use the word leadership, we uh, either talk about or think about an individual, but leadership is not a solo game, it's a team sport. Uh, so always noticing that, who is my team? Uh, and then that could be obviously people working with you, but that could also be your family, that could also be uh, your coaches, your mentors, and everybody else uh, who has your back. One of the one of the themes on our podcast is live literally, obviously, and the message behind that is is being a leader every day. Um, when it's the small things, making uh, moral decisions, um, being introspective, and looking at how you're living your life. Um, because I think before you can lead anyone else, you have to be able to lead yourself, um, and whether that's being confident in yourself um, and knowing that you you will do the right thing when a, when a situation arises. Um, maybe does that resonate with you at all about living, being a leader every day in your life? Absolutely. I think it's a moment by moment thing, right? Instead of even saying uh, daily, it's, it's something which you are either doing every moment or not, right? And again, nothing wrong with that. Uh, but every moment you have that choice to become a leader or choose to be a leader. Uh, so for me, it's a, it's a very much about your awareness that are you even aware of uh, how are you acting? Uh, are you acting from a past pattern? Are you acting from an unconscious habit? Or are you actually choosing to do what is required from your role, from your responsibility? Even uh, outside of work, right? Even uh, uh, you can you can meet somebody in the supermarket and then they can become your customer or they can become your next hire, right? So leadership doesn't stop uh, outside of working hours or outside of the office. It continues with you because it's uh, a part of who you are. Uh, and uh, I think just to add on that, right? So there's there are two things which any leaders does. One is uh, they simplify things. It's so easy to get caught up in in a complex web of uh, uh, either planning or uh, like all the business jargon that we use at work. Uh, not to say that there's anything wrong with that, but to caught up in that uh, is uh, will stop any leader from becoming a leader, right? So key task for any leader is to simplify. Right, asking the right questions. Right, so why are we doing this? Who will be doing this? And what exactly are we doing? So easy to get lost in the in a web of details, or get lost in everything which is demanding our attention. So simplifying is one of those choices that you can make every moment. Right? Am I simplifying things here, or am I just caught up in in the flow of the deluge? Right, and only when you simplify that you can multiply something. Because that is the second choice, right? Now I've simplified something. Can I, can I delegate? Can I hire somebody? Can I let somebody run with it? Uh, can I give them freedom, autonomy? And only with simplification, you can have multiplication, right? If you're not simplified and you ask somebody, can you take care of this without even telling them what are the end outcomes? What are the objectives? How am I supposed to like take care of this? They will just run all over the place. And in the end, there will be disappointments because there are expectations which are not clear. Uh, there will not be outcome because people are running all over the place. 
so simplification and then multiplication, right? So a leader's job in any given day, are you simplifying things? First of all, and yes, if you have simplified, then have you given it to somebody uh, who can run with it, who can multiply that, who can uh, uh, like, and, and then over and over again, you do the same process again and again. I love how you put that. I'm definitely gonna have to, to use that myself. Simplification before you can multiply. This is another question I have for you. Um, do you believe that leadership is something that we all have inside of us and then we just have to kind of bring it out and practice it? Or is it something that um, you kind of are taught and you pick up through your experiences and through as you age um, and kind of go through life? I think it's both. I think we learn uh, from our experiences, even if there is no formal learning. And yes, you can you can utilize formal learning methods to actually deliberately learn or to increase the pace and direction of learning. But I love the word that you use, which is practice. Uh, and many times we talk about performance, but not practice, right? And I want to always uh, focus on practice over performance. And if you practice well, the performance will naturally take care of themselves. And this is something which we can learn from any uh, pro level athlete or musician or artist. Like the performance is a very small component of what they do. Most of their life is spent in practice. And as business leaders, most of the time we are actually performing. Uh, we rarely take the time to practice. And a key part of learning is practice, right? So if you if you want to speak on the stage and you are an introvert, then how many hours of practice have you gotten to speak on the stage, right? If you if you think that you can just read a book on confidence and then become a good public speaker, it doesn't work that way, right? Practice performance cannot happen without practice. Even if you're reading hundreds of books. Unless you go out on the stage and do what is difficult for you, that's how you learn. So practice is key. I could not agree more. And I think enough, not enough people put themselves out there um, and are willing to kind of fail in that process. What other advice would you have for them? What can they do? Uh, what small things can they do so that they are prepared when, they, when the opportunity does arise? I think the first thing is um, listening, listening to most importantly your heart, um, because your heart will always tell you what is what difference do you want to see in the world, right? That might be for your team, that might be for your company, that might be for your life. Uh, and you always get a sense of what is it that matters to you and what what is the difference that I want to see. And that's the spark of your leadership. Right, unless you know what exactly is is it that you want to see differently, there is no leadership. Leadership is all about creating something which is not going to happen on its own. And once you have that, once you have that idea or notion of change, then you don't need the title. Then you can simply take the next step. Right. So if you are if you if you are in a job and you say that I want a different job, then the first step could be either to apply for a different job or to ask for mentorship about that job. If you are in a team and you want to increase the revenues of your team, even if you're not the team leader, you can still engage in a conversation around that. You can still give ideas to those people who are actually responsible for that, right? And that is leadership from that capacity. So once you identify what is it that you want to see different, then what is the next step? What is the immediate next step that you can take? And then the next step, right? So it's, it's a process which starts by taking those small steps and that's how you build momentum. That's how you build confidence. Yeah, you can't can't skip to step five without uh, kind of laying the foundation for for where you want to go. And listening to your heart, I think, is, is so critical. Sometimes that can kind of lead to um, 
situations where you may have to make tough decisions where you might not um where people might not agree people might um be doubting doubting you yeah yeah so i, I think leadership is also about growing up as an adult right so just because you have an idea doesn't mean that the whole world will line up to support you especially if uh, the idea is innovative or new you will have to deal with challenges you will have to deal with even like drawbacks or uh, like um, criticism and it's a part of growing up uh, of building that skill that how do you manage that balance between uh, like cheerleading your idea but at the same time without stepping on anybody's shoes or without destroying relationships so it's it's a part of growing up uh, that how do you draw that fine line between uh, like speaking from your heart listening to your heart uh, bringing that out in the world but yet doing it in a way that you take people along with you and you don't alienate them uh, and many of these um, uh, if you are if anybody who is new i think i getting an idea is very easy uh, but when you face those challenges which are uh, which everybody does that's where the rubber meets the road and that's where the growth happens right it's you know, it doesn't happen uh, in in times of success or when everything is going your way growth happens when things are not going your way and that is a chance to say that right we are all adults uh, and uh, that's true for me as well i have to learn a different skill maybe which i am not used to and there's nothing wrong about that uh, and uh, many times uh, that sense of entitlement is i think stops people from learning but if we can just let that go right the world is not supposed to or obligated to give you anything uh, it's uh, it's about taking uh, stepping up on the uh, and when you put your neck out right when you you, you know what can happen you have to put your neck out as a leader and then you cannot avoid uh, like public criticism especially like people in big uh, influential positions they can be heavily criticized by the media their their name can become become like a like a media sensation and they have to deal with that on an individual emotional level also uh, so leadership certainly takes it to, takes its toll uh, but again it, it's about growth as a human being growth as an adult yeah speaking of kind of taking a toll on you i think it's so important for leaders to to make sure they're taking care of themselves mentally and physically as well because it is a burden to have the weight of a team or an organization or a project um kind of on your shoulders and um it's critical for for them to, to kind of take some time to reflect on on themselves uh and the situation um is there an experience in your life uh where you kind of want to talk about specifically that involves leadership is there a person in your life that has shaped you above above others i think what you were talking about earlier right leadership uh, is pretty much an internal experience even though you are dealing with the outside world uh, it's it's about inner growth and it's so easy to get caught up in the in the external that you forget uh, the internal growth as a person so for me i think the most influential people have been uh, my parents uh, and uh, I, i am every everything that i am because of them uh, and for me that uh, is a is a lesson in uh, patience in self reflection and uh, reflecting uh, alone but also as a family and the the like the metaphor extends to teams in organizations rather than trying to do it all alone uh, what stops you from uh, tackling or discussing the hard questions as a team right what are we doing wrong how did we land up here what did we do or what did we not do that ends up uh, like being here and now what can we do differently 
so it's always about looking inwards and uh, asking the right uh, right questions which uh, are not easy uh, right so for me i was uh, there was a time when i was going uh, through success after success and suddenly there there was a time when i was not succeeding anymore right and it's easy to point fingers uh, at everywhere except yourself and that's a time when you need to look inwards and say that maybe all of those successes were not because of your own individual brilliance uh, but because of the team because of luck and because of many other factors and similarly all of these not so successes and because i don't like to use the word failure uh, all of these not successes uh, is also like not uh, all you you are not the only one to blame for right you can ask for help you can look in words you can see what you can improve but then you don't have to make it uh, more difficult than it already is so it is always about uh, going inside letting go of any unnecessary guilt shame um, even grudges um, and then coming back from that uh, that sense of balance that sense of grounding uh, so that you can combine boldness or courage uh, with uh, with a sense of uh, humility have you noticed that the world has gotten a little more uh last couple of years uh, open and i think for for the benefit of everyone to to the idea of taking care of yourself absolutely i think since the pandemic i think we have become much more acceptance uh, accepting of different uh, kind of reactions uh, different kind of uh, like abilities and also different preferences to come back to work or not to come back to work or to choose uh, or to give uh, employees more more freedom so i certainly love that element i think that's a positive from the pandemic that we will carry forward uh, i think at the same time what i don't like is we tend to get uh, too polarized as well uh, in many of these debates uh, about whether hybrid or remote or whether uh, like how open should one be how uh, what is a good way to lead what is the best way like the, these specific uh, ways that uh, come from a notion that there is one way of doing something uh, and i think that is where we alienate uh, people and sometimes entire organizations or industries uh, it's, it's okay to draw those boundaries right this is a new standard this is what we expect but then it's very important to not alienate those who don't abide by that right to even to see the other side as human beings and it goes for both sides uh, to see the other person and to meet them halfway because if you uh, alienate them then you just create your echo chambers and you can yes you can be very comfortable you can create your own community uh, but at the same time it doesn't help the ecosystem on a on a larger on a big picture point of view i want to thank you sumit we had a lot of great stuff to talk about so i hope you enjoyed it and i want to thank you again for coming on um, and i wish you all the best absolutely Blake. thank you for having me